Constructing your life is about much more than just building a bank account. Each week, join real estate entrepreneur and mindset coach Austin Linney as he interviews guests who are constructing their dream lives and impacting the world around them on a daily basis. If you're an entrepreneur or wanting to start a business, or you just want to hear motivating stories of how others have overcome the odds, you are in the right place. And now for your host, Austin Linney. Guys, welcome. So glad to have you here. Guys, we've had so many great entrepreneurs, investors, amazing people sharing their story. And what we wanted to do after 200, 230 plus episodes is we wanted to bring back some of the best pieces of advice and short clips to create a power-packed podcast where you can gain a ton of knowledge in a short amount of time. So what we've done here is we've created a greatest of episode, and we really hope that you enjoy us our little picking from the best things that we've heard in the Construct Your Life podcast. So enjoy. I raised, for my first time, I raised like 70K the other day in like 20 minutes. And I was like, oh, shit, that was, was really super easy. Well, it's a great deal. And yeah. we, have a, we have a portion of control in the deal. So it's even better because we can put our hands on it. So, you know, but, but what, I've, what, what I try to harp on, and I'd love to hear your advice to anybody new starting on the business, maybe three points is that what I tell them is this, get started now, like yesterday, and, and, and also but weaponize yourself with all of the available options to invest. And I'm not just talking about real estate. Like my financial advisor manages like $2 billion. He's young. Like he, like he works with a lot of real estate guys. Like there's so many different ways to invest your money that works for you that if you started at 20 or you started at 18 and you built up at 32, you could be retired. Yeah, I, I think that that's exactly right. You got to surround yourself with the right people, right? And that's that's professionally and personally. You know, most of my my friend circle now, they're all ten to fifteen years older than me. Dude, I saw your video. I saw your post, and all five of y'all had Teslas. I was laughing my ass off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you have great great friends think alike, right? I mean, yeah. uh, we actually all got it because what I got mine because my buddy. Uh, he, he, I did a test drive in his. I was like, this is the most amazing thing I've ever sat at. Mm -hmm. So literally within two weeks, I had one. And then a couple months later, our other buddy got one. And we're just like, all right, man, Tesla gang, yeah. let's do this. No, I love it. But yeah, you, you got to surround yourself with like-minded people. I mean, look, you know, honestly, one of the biggest blessings that came out of dropping out of college was that all of my friends were still in college and not in Nashville. I was the only guy that I knew that came back to Nashville they were all still in Athens and Knoxville and, you know, down at the Grove. And so I didn't go out and drink. I didn't go out and party. I didn't have anything else to do but work. Mm -hmm. And if you surround yourself with people who all they do is live for the weekend and then they want to go out and get shit faced and that's, that's what they look forward to every mm -hmm. week. You're going, you, you are the five people that you surround yourself with. Mm -hmm. That's what you become. Mm -hmm. So if you surround yourself with people who are entrepreneurs, who are real estate investors, who are actively trying to better themselves, you will become all three of those things. Mm -hmm. So it's super important to be very picky about who you, who you spend time with because that's all you have. Every now and then, probably once a month, maybe twice a month, I'll get up at 2.30 or 3 in the morning and go to the gym and post it on my Instagram so my competition knows they don't stand a fucking chance. That's and right. it's, just, it's just me planting the flag. And letting you know that you will not outwork me. And it feels like I'm doing everything, but I'm really doing, I'm not really doing a lot. 
because I've leveraged out myself out of a lot of things or understanding what every day, what hits the button for my business, right? And my problem, because I am way older than you, uh, is that I was in my 20s, I was nine miles wide and a centimeter deep. Oh yeah. And now I now I'm one I'm one I'm one foot wide and 90 feet down. I do two things. This is what I do. And I and and I, I if I cannot get a point farther across. Like my old boss who I'm having lunch with today who's worked in commercial development for 20 fucking years, private equity. He said when you find the bullseye, he goes you hit that baby so hard you knock it off the fucking wall. Yeah. Man, when I when I first got started in brokerage, I would take on any deal that came my way. I even considered taking on a project in Memphis, which is three hours away, because it was bi- it was big enough for me at the time to be like, man, I mean, I could I could drive to Memphis on a Friday and spend the day doing tours and drive back. Like that's worth it. Now I have a 15 minute radius. And if you call me and you're 30 seconds outside of that radius, I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to refer you to somebody else. It's not like you figure out what you're amazing at. It's that one inch wide, mile deep thing. It's this is my area. I don't want to work outside this area. I want to be the expert in this specific. Just went to Tahoe and yeah, it's Tahoe. But they said that since June 26, when they reopened, they it's been a 4th of July every day, every day. And, 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 And people are just tired of it. And now, you know, Twitter, Facebook, they're saying you can work from home for the rest of your life. So yeah. why the hell would you pay 4,500 bucks a month to live in San Francisco when you can live in Northern Michigan, work from your laptop and pay a thousand bucks, 900 bucks, 800 bucks. And that's, I think yeah. that's what we're going to see over time. And you just have to kind of like figure it out. And so let's talk about, um, this, this new, this new adventure that I didn't even know about till the other day. Uh, let's talk about this new adventure into cannabis uh, entrepreneur. Okay. Well, so, and one of the other things I was going to say about investing, and I don't want to skip over this one, is like my, my partner that I've got in, in Bay City, we're now looking into laundromats and, yeah. and like looking in the, in like the Atlanta market. And, and that's the thing is like, you got to get, get good partnerships, but that's, we haven't landed one yet, but that's where we're trying to, we're trying to get some stuff under contract and finding those in the right market. It, it but, is, is is that for is that for the building asset or is that for the ge- the generated revenue from the laundromat? It could be both because because some some places you get the building with it and other places you just buy the business and but that's what we're looking at like these things are little are little cash machines I mean from the numbers and we've got an oper I've got an operator partner down there and then two investor guys that are just. You'll you'll love this in my in my thirty eight years of being on this earth. Now that I'm traveling full time, Mm -hmm. I've used the laundromat three times in the last three weeks. And here's the deal. And here's the deal. (laughs) What? And I know which ones are good and which ones are bad already. (laughs) I'll have to uh, get some. We'll have to get on a call later. I'll get some more insight from you. But this one was funny. So my wife was like, we started looking in the laundromats, and my wife does this. She's like what you're looking in the laundromats and she goes who uses laundromats I'm okay like, look i'm gonna give you your first tip you ready <laughs> i'm gonna give you your first tip create an app and i guarantee you it might be out there if you created it create an app that that sends you a notification text message when your clothes are done <laughs> okay all right 
All right, another another side business idea. This is what you get when you when you start talking with different entre- entrepreneurs. I love it. Yeah, so that's another venture. But um, so back to the other one. Um, so the cannabis um, in 2018, cannabis became legal in Michigan, and it was it was kind of interesting. Interesting. I mean, dude. So this is like this is kind of funny. I work for my mother in law, who is the president of this Class C grow in Northern Michigan which in an industry when I first, you know, and I was living out in Colorado in 2014 when they passed this and I saw what happened out there in Colorado and how this thing went and the entire industry blew up. I was like, Holy crap. Like, how do I get invested? How do I, how do I get involved with this? It was always like on the back of my mind. And then we moved to Northern Michigan and my mother-in-law is a plant scientist. She's a botanist. She's got her mastery in forestry. She's super smart. And she was growing weed. And in Michigan, when they passed in 2018, you could do a caregiver. So she was growing a ton of plants, being a caregiver. And she found some business partners and it just built into this thing. And now we have probably a 25,000 foot square foot grow space, which I got to be at probably in about an hour. And we're growing tons of plants out there. And we are in the whole Northern Michigan market. We are building out dispensaries and that's where I was yesterday working on, you know, putting up drywall. There's another part to a good part to multifamily investing and real estate investing is you learn how to build things. You figure it out and you learn how to redo plumbing, how to put up drywall, everything on the list. You better figure out how to do it. Um, and I've done that. And so again, another piece that I can bring to uh, a small business starting up is you know i'm helping helping our team like build out the dispensary hanging drywall building cabinets painting yada 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 and so that's the space we're in it's and i mean i've got like a full-time gig with it but it's i don't know it's super exciting there's a lot of there's a lot of business opportunities with it i'm kind of bummed i wasn't i mean whatever it's it's a, it's a super cool opportunity i'm not a direct investor with it but my mother-in-law is and she owns the company and i figure that has its perks and I mean, the way that I see this is I, I'm, I'm continuing to talk to people who want to get into this industry because one of the things that I've had, I've been forced to do is understand all of the laws and regulations about this, understand all the logistics about this. I'm working with plants now, like marijuana plants. I'm figuring out how all of them grow, all of the science behind that. And I mean, I was talking to my mother-in-law yesterday. I mean, I report directly to her. I said, listen, I'm just trying to figure this whole in this whole business out, every aspect. And she's like, good, because there's going to be opportunities with it. And you're going to be one of the key, key people that we look to as we grow our business. So, so, so to anybody that is newer, so you did a a couple fix and flips, you went from teaching to commercial real estate. Where do you suggest somebody that's newer or somebody looking to scale up their investment? You know, you know a lot about assets. You see the inside of a lot of assets. Mm-hmm. I would love to hear your take on, you know, just commercial investing. Do you see the scalability of that as kind of a better play for somebody if they can get into that that realm? Like any business, uh, real estate is a business. Okay, it's an investment, but in the end of the day, it's a business like any business. If you you know surround yourself with the right people that are successful at it, that you can learn from and partner with the right people, I think you're going to succeed. If you try to just tackle it on your own, try to figure it out, reinvent the wheel, it's going to be very difficult mm-hmm. to do, um, to scale that. 
But I definitely think it's sustainable. There's tons of opportunities. There's no shortage of properties, no shortage of, obviously there's there's competition, but you know, with the right mindset and the right focus, and you have to be focused, you can succeed. And I personally, I because I've seen such an incredible volume of properties and uh, you know closings and deals come through, you know, me just from just from the the aspect of uh, cost segregation again because I'm looking at all these deals closing. I'm looking at all these properties. I'm watching from a bird's eye view in every market in the country every asset type that's out there. I'm seeing all this happening. I'm watching people doing this. Like, listen, if if they can do it, I can do it. And so that's really what's pushed me um, currently to kind of be shifting uh, some of my time and energies into uh, moving into that space because everyone needs to create wealth. Everyone needs to have investments. Okay. So regardless of what you're doing, whether it's full-time or part-time, whether it's passive or active, you need to find those opportunities. And I think multifamily specifically, but real estate in general is a great tool and great investment that should not be overlooked. And that was going to be my next question. Are you investing currently yourself or not yet? So that's, yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing right now. Um, So I had the first deal that I was a part of on a very minor scale, albeit, Mm -hmm. but um, back in November in Atlanta, a multifamily property, uh, 70 units. So that was the first like really hands-on experience that I had. And that's my goal is in 2021, moving forward, finding deals, trying to put together deals and partner with the right people to make it happen. So I don't know if this is illegal or illegal, but (laughs) I'm an outside of the box thinker. Could you forego your services because you've seen the inside of so many deals to underwrite and cost segregation a deal as part of your commitment to the deal? Is that a is that an avenue to invest or no? Um, yeah, I mean, absolutely. It's 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 funny because it's a uh, it's such a small amount, believe it or not. Like a cost segregation study itself is is such a small sure. kind of piece of the puzzle. It's huge in terms of the tax savings, but in terms of how much it costs to get it done, it's it's almost minuscule. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, definitely, you know, if, if that's my value add to a deal, you know, I'm happy to do so. <laughs> no, and it's great because what what I was just talking about with a gentleman the other day is, um, you know, I'm talk to people from all over the world um, and there's a lot of communities like uh, that are f- financially uh, illiterate would be the term, right? And so these conversations that we're having, you know, it's alarming to me. Like, I don't say you have to understand it, but to not even know that it's an option, right? Meaning infinite banking, overflated life insurance policy, cost segregation. You know, the rich white A head, you know, whatever, are the ones that are hoarding this information. And it's nice to be able to get in these communities and share these ideas of these vehicles to me. It's really probably one of the only things I care about and one of uh, my buddies who manages a ton of money for University of Texas, you know, we want to create, you know, um, a, a kids program for middle school and high school kids on these ideas, because all you need is the door to be cracked open just a bit where you get a new idea and then you can run with it. But you have to have the door cracked in the first. And these why these conversations are so important, you know. Absolutely. It's, it's something that is missed in general education. And I never got it really. I mean, I had some, uh, it wasn't something that was necessarily taught to me when I was growing up, financial literacy, as I know it today, 
And it's something that I'm actively trying to help my own children with uh, because, because yeah, it's, it's not, it's not taught in school, these kind of things. And you need to go out of your way. You need to have some extracurricular. Unfortunately, you have to go beyond the school system to make sure that you're educating yourself, but those who do are going to be the ones that are on top. Dude, I, uh, (laughs) I'm so, I'm so ridiculous. My buddy, my best friends for Christmas, I gave all the kids uh, Rich Kid, Poor Kid by Robert Kiyosaki. And I said, throw all your other gifts away. This is the only thing you need. <laughs> and, and my buddy's like, man, you are on. He's like, you're trying to get him. I said, I'm trying to get you retired. That's what I'm uh-huh. trying to do. Yeah. yeah. No, That's it's awesome. important. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, kids don't don't know about it. Um, and a book like that will help open their minds to possibilities and things that so let's stick here for a minute and then we'll switch into mindset and personal development, which is really all me and you really care about. But, 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 but for anybody that's listening, let's say new Airbnb guy, they've been thinking about it. They don't give me three to five initial starting points for, for an investor. If in, in what guys, what we're trying to get across to you. And I said this on Mike's podcast, it doesn't need to be 20 properties. It doesn't even need to be a hotel. It could be four properties no. and you could be done. So, so why don't you, I had enough to, I had enough to replace my income at like eight or nine and I was making a good income, right? Like it doesn't take a lot. And that's the beauty of this business. And I I would say the first thing is to get clear on what you want. Just like Austin said, like a lot of people, I go to a lot of these conferences and they're like, I want a hundred units. I want 500 units. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like you could do it, but why, like, why, what is, what does that do for you? Mm -hmm. You know, for me, it was more about, I wanted to I wanted to be able to teach financial education. That's what I was passionate about. And that's what I get to do now. So I wanted to get to the point where I'm continuing to build my cash flow and wealth with real estate, but I have no desire to go to 500 units. Like I don't, I'll tell you straight up. Like, it's just not what I'm going for. Like yeah. it's not, and that's okay. And if you want it, like I have some students, they just wanted one property in Disney that would pay for itself. Amazing. That's awesome. Cool. Like do you like, don't feel like you have to, have to quit your job or you have to have 20 units or whatever. It's one, just define, just be you. Like, what do you want? And screw what everybody else says. It doesn't matter. It's your life. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing. Then the second thing is you, it's in this book, right? It, Think and Grow Rich. Like get the specialized knowledge. Like you can go out and try and figure it out on your own. I'll tell you personally, I bought every Airbnb course I f- could get my hands on. And I found mentors and friends and just people that were already doing it. And I'm like, how are you doing it? How are you doing it? How are you doing it? And I I was like a sponge. I just absorbed it and just continue to learn and find somebody that is at or above the level that you want to get to and just do what they tell you to do. Like, that's it. Like now I have my own system that, that works for me. So that's what I know. But initially I had no clue what I was doing. So I went and found people that were doing it and I got bits and pieces from all of them. Mm -hmm. So get some education, get some accountability. So third is get some accountability because there's going to be days whether you're tired or shit comes up or you just don't feel like doing it, that you need somebody to grab your hand and be like, dude, I love you or lady, I love you. And I know what you're going after. And I won't let you off the hook from a place of love. Cause I know that this is what you want. So let's get to work and let's do it. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've had a, a group of five people that, you know, we get on weekly calls for the last few years that like, they know what I'm going towards and they hold me accountable to do it. 
Like those are some key things. So know what you want, get the accountability around it, go out and uh, get some specialized knowledge. And then I would say the last thing is just take action. Like I was in a state of always analyzing deals and always consuming education and reading all these articles, but I wasn't going out and putting in offers and negotiating with landlords and actually doing the, the work because I was introverted and I can still be very introverted and I work on that constantly. But like, if you don't put yourself out there, you're, it's not just going to happen via osmosis. You have to go out. And I, I told Austin this, like when I was trying to get my first deal, uh, my first co-host deal, I was doing everything from like reaching out to people on Craigslist. I was hosting my own meetup. And there were literally a couple months where nobody showed up to my meetup. Not a single person came to that meetup. And I was like, cool, I'm going to keep doing it until people come. Like period, because I am all in. Like I burned the boats, man. Like this is it. Mm-hmm. And when you when you just have that mental shift that that I will do this no matter what, and you have the faith, it will happen. Like it's a it's a law. It will No, you you you're trying to be a lifestyle investor, baby. Yes. That's the way I roll. Um, I learned my lesson. I, I think I, I use an analogy. I think a lot of people in business walk out on a tree limb and they get to the end of the tree limb and they go, why the hell am I on this tree limb? I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah. And so I set up my businesses. How can I leave this business mm-hmm. in like two years? Cause I'm like you, I just want to travel. Right. And so is that kind of the, the Genesis by you going off on your own was kind of creating that, that leverage. So us being off on our own, we had talked about it for a long time before we actually parted ways with a partnership. Um, we talked about it so many times because I was like, you're giving him 33%. You already know everything. You're, <laughs> you're so funny because I'm, that, I'm like that. Literally. <laughs> um, so for, I think we talked about it for about a year mm-hmm. and he, we just could not find the way to tell him that Yeah, we needed it's to like, rough. because he's like, honey, he did so much for me. Like I could never do that to him. You know, like if he needs me here, then I'll be here. But I said, he needs you to take over his company so he could retire. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to be there and still work for somebody like you do not want to do that. So that's, that's exactly what he wanted me to do. Um, and we had talked about it plenty of times. He, he told me, I'll, I will front all the money. I will buy the land and you can come in and make all that happen and we'll work something out. Um, something that I forgot to mention, whenever we started this mentorship with him, I worked with him for free completely 100% free Um, like she said I would get home you know we live in Lebanon this was in Springfield which is like 45 minutes away almost an hour so during the summer it's 8 30 p.m and it's tell the story about the tell the story about the the bobcats on the job site you said that in clubhouse the other day I thought it was the coolest thing ever what do you mean what was that when you when you knew where the bobcat needed to be on Monday yes Yes. Tell that story. I thought I was like six people. Yeah. Yeah. That's a true story. So, you know, I would do whatever it took to be in good terms with them. Um, If, if, if I was in the truck with them, you know, passing your seat and I heard him, you know, making calls, scheduling different things. And if I heard him say, 
you know, on Monday, we're going to be on this property and we're going to start doing this type of grading or whatever it was, then I knew in my head that the equipment was, you know, 10 minutes away from there. And that if the employees would come in on Monday morning, they would have to set up the trailer, load the equipment, move it to the other property. And that would just take too much time. So I would go in on Sunday, make the delivery, have the equipment right where it needed to be. That way everything will be ready for Monday for everybody to go in and, and work. And by taking that initiative and, and doing those things, I think I, I was able to get his trust and I was able to let him know that I was serious about the business, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how everything worked. If I heard him talking about, you know, I need to do this tomorrow or whatever, even if I couldn't do anything, I would, I would make sure that I would write it down. And the next day at that time, I'd say, hey, Pedro, uh, I think it's time for us to go. We got to meet with, you know, the city inspector and such yep. and such a lot. Yeah. And it got to the point where he would be like, I can't make it. Can you go over there and tell them that we need to do this, 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 this? And then I started becoming the face of the company. So at, at, at a certain point, it was two of us. Yeah. You know? And then all the city inspectors now knew me as Pedro's son. You know, it, it just became like it became a really, really good relationship between uh, him and I. So, but yeah, I, I did everything for free at, at the beginning. Um, she had a hard time with that. A lot of my friends had a hard time with that. Um, her mentality wasn't just there yet. She would say, I mean. Where, where are you from? I love her. She is my favorite human ever. She don't, <laughs> she, nobody messing with my baby. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, at the end of the day, right. Um, you know, I look at it from a, from a context of this, when you're 80 or 60 years old and you've grown whatever businesses have you grown, like that, you know, yeah, it might not be great on the surface, but that one relationship changed your vehicle for business for the rest of your life. Like 100%, 100. And that's what people didn't understand. You know, they would say uh, he's taking advantage of you, even though employees, the subcontractors, they would say, wow, you're doing all this. And he's not paying you one penny uh, because, you know, towards the end, he would go on vacation for 15 days and I would, I would be the one closing on the houses, walking the houses, building the houses, everything, you know? So, and I liked it personally uh, because at that time I was controlling everything. I was doing everything. So he would build 10, 15 houses at the same time. I would build three, four houses at the same time. So in my head, the way I looked at it was instead of getting the experience of three houses, I'm getting the experience of 15 houses, mm-hmm. you know? So, and every house is different. Even though we were building the same houses, every house was different. Every house had its own issues. Um, and then I was getting that experience. I was getting everything. So people didn't think of it like that. They would say, he's, he's, he's taking advantage of you. You're doing everything for free. Uh, and eventually I did know how to do everything. And, you know, his son, thankfully, thankfully, <laughs> thankfully his son stepped in. His son was like 21 at, at that time. He said, dad, I want to learn stuff. And then we just kind of took that opportunity and we said, look, I think you got this. Yes, <laughs> We're out. <laughs> I think your son 
should definitely be the one in front of all this. You know, yeah. at the end of the day, you're going to give him everything. Uh, and it worked out perfectly. It worked. And this was 2020. Guys, we just wanted to make this episode to thank each and every one of those amazing guests that we've had on that have come in to share their story and share their insights and their knowledge with everything that they brought to the podcast. And it's their stories and their gifts and their times that they're spending that uh, create this amazing podcast that we have. And we thank you listeners for listening to each and every one of you. And if you haven't gone and gave us a review, drop a review, uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel so we can continue to share this amazing message that you're trying to construct a life that is yours and yours alone. So thank you, everybody, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Construct Your Life with Austin Lenny. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and pay it forward by sharing with a friend. Most importantly, take this opportunity to start constructing your life by taking immediate action on what you learn. For show notes, resources, and more information on one-on-one coaching with Austin, visit constructyourlifepodcast.com.